Thank you for joining us for this recent message from Freedom Ministries in Crossit, Arkansas. Connect with us online at freedomministriescrossit.com and let us know what God is doing in your life through this ministry. Now prepare your heart to hear a word that we pray will bless your life. We're talking about the fear of the Lord, and Julie said something last Sunday that um, she had looked it up, the fear of the Lord, what is the fear of the Lord, and John Bevere was talking, and he says that it is obedience. It is unquestionable. It is immediate. It doesn't matter what it costs me. It doesn't matter anything, if if it makes any sense or not. Whenever we walk in the fear of the Lord, we walk in obedience complete and total obedience whatever he says right now it's done bam let's do it so that's what we're, we're going to look at today last week we taught we saw that when the holy spirit comes up on us he comes with the, with that attitude of submission and that attitude that submission obeys without question right we obey without question, and that's, that is a part of the fear of the Lord. Amen? Okay, Adam, we're talking a lot about Adam because he's the first one that didn't take his authority. <laughs> and look what happened, because he didn't. Mm. Adam did not obey, and disorder came back into the earth. That's what happened. So whenever we disobey God... It always has more ramifications than just for that moment, and it, and it affects more people than just me, okay? When Adam disobeyed God, it affected the entire universe. It, it affected all of us, the entire world, forever and ever and ever, and for some people, for eternity. Thank God, not us. Amen? Okay, let's look at um, Genesis 1, 28. 26 is where he says, let's create man in our image. And 28 is where he's talking to the man then. And God blessed them, and God said unto them, be fruitful and multiply and replenish the earth and subdue it and have dominion over the fish of the sea and over the fowl of the air, and over every living thing that moveth upon the earth. Amen? Subdue it means to keep it, to protect it, right? Dominion is authority, right? When Adam did not obey, when he disobeyed and he did not take his authority, he unleashed all of hell. He opened the door. And hell moved in. That's what, it is severely important for us to obey God. Okay. Now one thing, John Bevere talks about, there's a progression. There's order, there's glory, and then there's judgment. And when there's great glory, judgment is swift, it is quick, and it is hard. Because there's great glory. Now, Adam walked in glory. He was clothed in the glory of the Lord. He walked in glory. He, like Pastor was saying this morning, he walked in revelation knowledge. He knew nothing but 
Revelation knowledge. That's all he knew. So whenever he disobeyed, that judgment was quick. And it was hard. But as she brought out, God had to do that to protect us. He had to do that to protect Adam. He didn't want Adam living for eternity in that state right there. Amen. Um, let's look at Genesis 2, 15 through 17. And the Lord God took the man and put him in the Garden of Eden to dress it and to keep it. And the Lord God commanded the man, saying, Of every tree of the garden thou mayest freely eat. But of the tree of knowledge of good and evil thou shalt not eat of it. For in the day that thou eatest thereof thou shalt surely die. So he just gave him his instruction. I want you to subdue everything. I want you to protect the garden. And that tree right there, don't touch it. Don't eat that. Don't eat it. Because if you do, you're going to die. But you can have every single thing in this garden. It's yours. Just don't eat that. Okay? He lived in perfection. You know, y'all seen the Walgreens commercial in a, in a perfect world? It would be this. Well, Adam lived in a perfect world. The animals ate veggies. <laughs> they ate veggies. They didn't eat us. <laughs> and they didn't eat each other. They ate, the lion and the lamb could lay together. Because there was nothing, there wasn't any fight. There wasn't any strife. There wasn't any of this jealousy. and, and There wasn't any of that thing. He lived in the perfect world. Everything was wonderful, and it was just, mm, it was just, and you're clothed in the glory of God, and you walk and live by revelation knowledge. Yes. You're such a great teacher. You don't need me, but I just see this revelation, so I want to bring it. When you said just then, you said he had to get them out quickly, Adam and Eve, to protect the tree of life. That's what the word says, to put the flame up there the sort to keep the tree of life so uh but look how fast he he told uh, the enemy to get out of heaven he fell as lightning and if we can take we can see if we wait and take our authority he didn't wait because he knew something else bad was going to happen if he didn't rise up and take his authority if we can see that for ourselves and taking our authority we'll quit waiting God didn't wait. He didn't hesitate. Adam and Eve, get out. He quit talking. The Bible said God quit. He, he didn't talk no more to them. Get out. That was his friend. No more because this is all eternity. This is all my children you're affecting if y'all get a hold of that tree in life and live in this sinful state. And so he didn't play with that. We have to see it like that. I have to see when someone comes in and take over my youth. I have to throw it out. No, I have to say something. That's what I'm saying. We don't throw everybody out now, but we say something. Why are you doing that? Why are you calling strife in the youth? Every week, somebody's in a fight with you. What's going on? That's taking authority. Amen. Do it quickly because it affects someone other than just me. 
if we're in this service or we're in prayer and or we're what we're doing our Sunday school we're doing class whatever we're doing that we've been put over and something happens like she says and I don't take my authority and I have been real guilty of not doing this and I'm seeing areas I'm seeing things in my own life when I don't take authority and when I haven't and and I see that it God doesn't get to come in and have his way. And so Johnny back there is going to leave and he may go to hell today. Because I didn't do what I know God is saying do. And, there, and we, know, we know that he's talking to us. It's that what we know it. We recognize that voice. Especially when we're in the spirit. I recognize it when I'm not in the spirit. So we recognize the voice. And immediately that second one comes and starts talking and tells us something else. Well, that should be my key, you know, my clue right there. But so often I go ahead and, and yield to that second voice right there. And, and whenever I do that, God doesn't get to have his way. Somebody has to obey God. She's been talking to us about how... God has to have our bodies. He has to have our mouth. He has to have us to, to um, cause his will to be done on this earth, right? He, can't, if, he would, if he could, he would. But he, whenever he gave man dominion, this is the way I see it, that God now is standing there with his hands tied behind his back, and he's like, come on, come on. I want you to do this, say this. Go here. But, and we have to do that. If we don't, then we, we're keeping him bound. God can't do anything. He can't come in because he doesn't have a body. He don't have a body. Just like the enemy. Just like she brought that forth this morning. The enemy's got to have a body. That's why he comes and he sits on our ear. And he starts influencing us until I yield to him. And when I yield to him, then he's got me. And he can go do whatever he wants to then because I'm going to listen to him. And that's why he was so swift of kicking him out of that garden because he knew if he'd listen to him once, you'll listen to him twice. Ah. Adam didn't walk in the fear of the Lord, and he wasn't submitted. Oh, Elder Robert. <laughs> I just saw this morning when the pastor was teaching <coughs> That when God took his authority and put man out, he took it out of love. Yes, he did. To keep us from living in that sinful state for eternity. Yes. Yes. And, you know, can I just say, can I, can I chase a little rabbit right here? We as parents, it's our job. The word says to train up a child in the way that he should go. And when he is old, he will not depart from it. So it's my job to teach my children to obey. Because if I don't teach them to obey when they're two, they're not going to obey God when they're 40. They're going to argue with him. They're going to stand there with their fists, you know. They're not. And I'm, I'm not talking about beating someone either. I'm talking about teach them to obey. Because if you beat someone... And you just scream and holler all the time. Well, that's not teaching them to obey either. That's teaching them to hate authority. You know, so that's why we run from, from God and from authority. But if we'll teach our children and when they, when they do what they are not supposed to do, there's a consequence for it. 
every time. And sometimes the punishment is swift and hard. And sometimes it's not. But we still have to teach them how to obey. That's what's wrong with us today. Miss Vila and Mr. Floyd. Miss Vila didn't play. I could get away with a little bit more than Brooke Floyd than I could Miss Vila. Miss Vila didn't play. <laughs> when she said it, she meant it. And she wasn't one of those who said one, two, three, uh-uh. When she said it, she meant it, and you better do it. But she also was loving, and she played with us, and we had, you know, I mean, it, was, it wasn't harsh. That's how we're, that's training. Thank y'all for training. Now, now, Daddy didn't put up with, I mean, not he, you know. But I was his little girl, you see, and I manipulated. <laughs> now, put it back on me, not him. I manipulated. So I could get away with a little bit more. I'd come in there and, hmm, Daddy, you know. And every once in a while, he'd give in to me a little bit. Every, yes, ma'am, every once in a while. <laughs> but we have to see those things. That Wait a minute, girl, that's manipulation. <laughs> and deal with that thing, you know. But if we'll train them, if we will teach our kids how to obey, then there won't be so much trouble obeying God. And I say that standing here and I have disobeyed God several times. <laughs> I just said, you know, there's times that I'm seeing now where I didn't take my authority when I know, I know God was saying, say this. And won't do it. That's disobeying God. And there is, it causes problems for more than just me. For a lot more than just me, especially when we're in a service or, or when, when I'm walking in some place and, and there's someone there that needs God and I won't say anything because I don't know why. I can't use fear as an excuse all the time. I have been delivered. I have been delivered of fear. Amen. That's the truth. Because it sets us up for eternity. So, most of us in here, our kids are grown. <laughs> but, we got grandkids. And there's a few of us in here with little kids. And we have to teach them. We have to, we, it's my responsibility to teach them. And I had to make a stand with my husband. Now, he don't like to spank little Ava. He don't want Ava to cry about nothing. And I had to make a stand with him. And, and I noticed it again the other last night. I told her to do something. She said, I don't want to. And I looked at her, and Biggin said, you better get up and go do it. <laughs> so sometimes we only have to take that stand just once. You know, he's like, she's going to whoop you. <laughs> go do it, Ava, go do it. <laughs> but she did it, and, and, and we're all good. <laughs> but we, yes, Pastor Cindy, but we have to teach how to obey. I have to learn how to obey. Even if I'm 50, I got to learn how to obey. It's very profitable. Um, I kind of cheated my grandbaby at first because I didn't want to have to correct him because I raised my children. And so uh, I had to repent. 
because he would walk all over me and wouldn't listen to nothing I said. So I had to set him down and apologize to him and tell him I wasn't right by how I was letting him act. And now i got to correct my wrong because I want him to hear Mm -hmm. God. And I realized not only through my own actions, but hearing uh, men of God say, we live in a society that gives license to rebellion. Yes. And that being that, you know, if a child don't like something a parent says, they can call, you know, the authorities in. I mean, what? Mm-hmm. That is such. And what we, what we, we give into that by not taking authority in the home. Mm-hmm. And uh, once I realized that, I had to start doing that. And now I say, son, Cruz, I'm only going to tell you one time. And then Mama's going to have to whoop you. And, but I set him down and told him I was the one that yeah. did wrong by not, let, by not causing him to mm-hmm. obey, you know. And because I understand that if he doesn't obey me or any authority, if he gets by with not obeying any authority, he's not going to walk in authority. Mm-hmm. And he needs to understand who he is in Christ Jesus. Mm-hmm. Because I understand that I have to walk under authority to walk mm-hmm. in authority. Mm-hmm. And because uh, there's no other way. There's no other way. And so my life is being changed totally and completely. Um, I was studying out just last night, Pastor, when you were speaking this morning, the Lord dropped into my spirit. She was saying, declare, when we declare the word, we do this and, you know, we, we declare this and do that because it's the tongue that he's after. When you were saying that, I was studying, Pastor, how that obedience and submission is the same it's the same word as authority, obedience and submission. And when you look up the word ob- obedience, it's hearing. It has everything in the world to do with what we hear and what we say and how, what we do. Because the words that are listed there that mean the same thing is hearing, declaring, perceiving. It's all so what he's dropped into my spirit is we walk in authority. Every People know that we walk in authority by what we say, what we do, and what we, you know, because what we hear, we do, mm-hmm. if we hear it. And so I was like, wow, it is all about the tongue. The tongue declares the word of God. The tongue declares where I'm at in my walk with God. It declares a lot of things. It declares whether or not I walk in authority because what's in the heart comes out the mouth. Amen? Mm-hmm. So I was, yeah, I saw that, Pastor, when you were speaking about that, declaring, and because it means the same as obedience. Amen. It's all one and the same in the fear of the Lord. We, if we have the fear of the Lord, then we're going, this is all going to be right. I'm going to make sure, you know. Um, Adam what I was saying, Adam was not submitted because we've learned, or I have anyway, that whenever I am truly in submission, submission kicks in when I, I mean, I don't really understand this. I don't really know why, you know, or I may not even like it at all. Yet I go ahead and I obey. That's submission. 
if everything is going well with me and, and you're only asking me to do things that I really enjoy and I, get it, I like it, that's not submission. That's just me doing. But submission kicks in when I don't like what I'm fixing to have to do or I don't understand what I'm fixing to have to do because we think we need to understand. Well, Adam lived in that. He, didn't, he never had a challenge. We always thought he was submitted because he took the job that God gave him and he took the woman that God gave him and he lived in the place that God gave him. But that's just because he walked in revelation knowledge and he just, that's all he knew was revelation. But I didn't understand that before. I thought he was submitted. But if he had been submitted, as soon as he saw that that serpent had allowed the enemy to come into his body, he would have said, get out right now, go. If he had been submitted, but he wasn't. He's like, hmm, let's just see what's going on here. You know? So, he didn't walk in the fear of the Lord. All he knew, he knew God's love. That's what he knew, was God's love. And it has been, it is, um, you know, the charismatic movement. That's what they started teaching, was God's love, and God is love, and God is your Father, and he, lo- and he does. He is love. But his love sometimes says, wah, 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 wah. out of love, he punishes. He says he chastises those he loves. And if I, if I really, truly, honestly love my child or my grandchild, I'm going to discipline them when they mess up. I'm going to. If I don't do it, that's all about me. It's all about how they feel about me. I want them to, be, I want them to like me. I want them, I'm their, want them to be their friend. I want them to always confide in me. Why do I keep going back to that? I, but that's not, that's not training them. And that's, that's you. That's all about how you feel. It's not what's best for that child. And the best thing for that child sometimes is to bust it. Uh oh, Josh wants to say something. <laughs> how many how many times in, in, in our lives when we see we see a child being disciplined? My mama whooped my butt. Yes, I did. And I deserved a lot more than I got. Yes, you did. And but I was merciful. I love my mama. I love my dad. I love everybody that disciplined me in my life. How many times in our lives have we seen other families that have not disciplined their kids and their kids don't have anything to do with them because they hate them now because they didn't give them what they needed when they were little. They gave them what they wanted. Right. And that's not love. That's, that's buying their emotional attachment to you. Right. It's not, it's not loving them and teaching them what they should do and now they got all this sense of entitlement and they hate you because now you won't do for them what you did for them back then. So... They don't want anything to do with you anymore. And I still want to hang out with my mom and my family. <laughs> Thank you. I love my church and my leadership and all because there's discipline. It's not, it's not just buying my emotional attachment. And well, and there's safety. You know you're safe. Pastor said it a bunch of times when we have the order in here. People know they're safe. You know, and that's, that's the same thing. Well, Adam walked in that perfect world and... And everything was well with his soul. But there is going to come a place in every single person's life, in in every season of our life, where we have to face a challenge 
And am I going to do this or not? And it don't matter what level I'm on, I'm always going to come to that. Because I ain't never arriving till I get there. And then we may find out we haven't arrived. I don't know. We may still have to learn something that I didn't do here. I don't know. You know? But there's always, Adam came to that place where he had to choose. He had to choose God or the enemy. And that is really what the choice is all about. It's not even about me and my will. It's God or the enemy. And when I choose the enemy, I am aligning myself up with the one who kills, steals, and destroys. I am turning my back on the one who gave me life, who sent his son so that I could live for eternity in paradise. I'm turning my back on the one that heals me, that provides for me, that gives me light every day, that wakes me up and, and continues to breathe life into me. Amen. As you were speaking about Adam, you know, listening at the devil, if he had not entertained that devil from the beginning, that's our problem when we entertain it and just let it go instead of listening to what God tells us and move on. We want to entertain it and that allow him to come in and do what he want to do. And so if we start learning to not entertain that devil, then he'll leave us alone. He'll try something else, but we let him know. Well, we stand in Jesus. That's why he tells us to take every thought captive. Every thought captive, because that's where the enemy comes, is in my thoughts. He, that's where he starts. He's right here. And if I'll nip it, nip it, nip it quick, then he, won't, he can't go nowhere. And the way that I nip it is to get up and do what God is saying. Immediately, Pastor Don loved it when she said you got like 2.2 seconds to decide if you're going to obey God or not. That's about it. What I thought, tell me, I just love when you teach because I get revelation. Um, when we, you were saying when we don't obey him like he speaks to us in the service and sometimes we, we don't obey that, we just chose right then to go to the knowledge and so we're, we're not in the spirit and we're not going to get in the spirit till we obey him we made a decision right there and we did not follow the spirit so we're not in the spirit we're in our mind that's why most people stay in their mind because they never take that chance oh i heard this voice told me to jump i heard this to say this so they just stay in their flesh so that it's, it's more serious than me just not obeying him. I'm staying in my mind. I'm staying with knowledge. And I'm not going with the spirit when I do that. Well, and that's what the tree was, the tree of knowledge, the tree of how to stay in my mind. Because Adam never, I never really saw that before, that Adam never operated in his mind. He only did what God said do. He, he named the cow the cow because that's what God was saying to him you know he took the wife he that's what God gave him so he only operated in revelation knowledge but what he gained was the ability to hear his head and that what good does that ain't never brought me no good ever Ugh. yes diso delayed obedience is disobedience yes it is 
because the, in, the word says in Mark that he comes quickly, quickly for the word. And we always look at that like it, that God gave us a word. Is that, where is that? Because I want to look at it. Mark 4. And the sower soweth the word. Well, see right there, I always, I'm thinking that that's when God, you know, the word comes forth. Either God gives you a word from, through prayer or through someone, you know, or you hear a word of wisdom, understanding, you hear revelation preached to you or taught to you. That's what I'm always thinking that that was. But no, God just spoke in my spiritual ear. God just spoke. So he just sowed the word. The sower soweth the word, and these are they by the wayside where the word is sown. But when they have heard, Satan comes immediately and takes away the word that was sown in their heart. And so I, now I'm seeing that when God speaks to me, he just sowed that word. And the enemy comes in less than 2.2 seconds. He is on his way right then to nullify that word. Because he knows that if I go ahead and obey that word, I'm going to be right. I'm going to be in the spirit and God is going to affect someone else. God's going to have his way. God's going to be able to do something in someone's life. But if the word comes, jump. Ain't nobody jumping. You know, and I go ahead and yield to this, then God's not going, how do I know that somebody back there is not saying, if you're real, God calls five people to jump. And only three obeyed. You know? So, well, God ain't real. I mean, it sounds kind of crazy, but that's true. So when he sows the word in my spirit and tells me to do something, gives me an instruction... The enemy comes right then to get that word so that I will obey him so that I can then stay in my knowledge, in my head. He don't have no new tricks. Well, he don't have to get no new ones, Pastor. <laughs> These is working good. <laughs> yes, because God said, I got that wrote down somewhere. God said there's power of life and death in my words. Yes. It's It's yes. Yes. See that, and and it's the same thing in the negative. If I if I choose to disobey and yield to the enemy or stay in my mind, then then that's what keeps going. That's what, and I have to shake myself. Oh, I'm sorry, God, I did it again. And I pull myself back over into the spirit and allow the spirit to start moving through me. And, and then I'm going to speak the spirit and it's going to keep on going. Hey, that's good. Hallelujah. Yes, multiply and replenish because God, God, he says his words won't return to him void. That, that means his words is coming back to him. So they don't ever stop. They never stop. Right. 
And I'm, if I'm in the spirit, then I'm going to be speaking what he's saying. And that's not ever going to stop. But if I allow myself to stay in my head knowledge, then I'm speaking honestly, even if I'm speaking positive things, it's death because it's just out of my head. Digging a pit I can't get out of. So I have to quickly shake myself and, oh, and get back in the spirit realm and allow the Holy Spirit then to start leading me and guiding me and, and obey what he's saying. And, and when the enemy comes to get that next word, nip it. No. You can't. I'm going to obey God. I'm going to do what he said. Because it, surely it's, it's not going to. It ain't going to always be something I want. That is submission. That shows that I'm submitted to God. If he wants me to roll up the steps, I, I, I don't know how to do that, but I'm fit to try. You know, we got to be submitted. I can roll down them good, but I don't know about rolling up them. <laughs> yes, but he says, he's, he, you know, his thoughts ain't my thoughts. I, um, in prayer Thursday, we were talking, and I and I saw how quick you ha- that if that if in the times when I've the difference in the times when I've obeyed God and the times when I thought myself out of obeying God was I responded quicker than another thought could come in and convince me to do something else. Last night I had a I had a dream about one of my kids, and God showed me re- revealed a, a root about why a particular behavior was happening and um and I was laying in bed and I, I started praying and while I was laying down you know and I and I I felt the Holy Ghost like just knock me and say if you don't sit up in this bed and take authority over that you are going to miss it and and my first response was still and <laughs> but um, but immediate, immediately, I jumped up in the bed because I I could feel that that countdown timer of like if I don't do this right now, I'm missing it and I'm going and I'm going to lose this opportunity to have a breakthrough in my kid's life and I don't know when it will come back. I had to do it right then. Period. Period. Right yes. At four oh four. When everybody's supposed to be asleep. Thank you, Jesus. Hey, hallelujah. See, it's God's timing, and it's his anointing that destroys the yoke. So I can say all day long, come out, come out, or, you know, whatever. It ain't going to do nothing. It's his anointing in his timing, and his timing and his anointing is always together. <laughs> Amen. Thank you, Jesus. You remember. Okay. Well, you know, when you uh, don't obey, that's where you stop. Yes. You don't go any further. Well, I was on on the platform for some reason with Pastor and Sister uh, Julie. And Pastor, hand me this mic. Tell the people what you've learned in faith ministry. And immediately I froze. And I let my mind be in charge instead of pressing through to the spirit. So can I, is it all right if I tell what I've learned? And I have learned that I can be 100% victorious 100% of the time. And that does not mean that I don't have problems, that we don't fuss, 
that I don't get sick, Amen. that I don't hurt, that I don't get my feelings hurt. But through all that, I can just walk in victory through the whole Amen. thing. And when yes. I come out on the other side, Hallelujah. I am victorious. Yes. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. That's awesome. That's living in victory in the midst of what's going on. That's what Jesus did when Adam laid his authority down and submitted to the enemy. He let hell come on earth. And I didn't have any more authority. But Jesus Christ, hallelujah, Jesus came and he walked in complete obedience and submission and in the fear of the Lord. And he gave me back my authority. So now, hallelujah, I can live in that victory. I still, I'm in the earth. The earth is still under the curse. But we are not. Hey, thank you. And it took complete obedience to get us out of the curse. Complete obedience. And it's going to take complete obedience to keep us out of the curse. Amen? So now I'm going to live eternally with you. <laughs> I'm so excited. I'm so excited. Yes, we're going to have so much fun. And I can live in victory. I have my dominion back. God gave me my dominion back. He said, I give you authority over all the power of the enemy. Hallelujah. The enemy ain't got no authority. He's got some power. But I have the authority over it. And I can tell him to shut up and get out of here. What are you doing in here? You are unlawful in here. You are out of order by being in my presence. Get out. Who do you think you are? Don't even talk to him that much. I talked to him too much just then. Get out in the name of Jesus. He gets a lot of credit. Yes. Our minds. But I have but my mouth and my words and my mind's here to protect my heart. So I I got to close that off. First thing he says, they don't like you. They tired of hearing you. You need to shut up. Close it. You, you got the, the authority to not let that thought stay there. Because he told us to bring every thought captive to the obedience of Christ. I have authority to shut him up. But he can't just get to my, he can't just come in my body unless I allow him. He can't just come with his stuff unless I entertain that, like Sister Jackie's saying. But if that first thing he says, then I have to close the door. And if it's negative, because he said, what sort of things are good? Whatsoever things are true, whatsoever things are lovely, whatsoever things of good report, whatsoever things of faith, if there's any virtue, if there's any praise, think on these things. He didn't say any of that other stuff to think on it. How I ain't good enough, how I ain't this, and how I ain't that. That's the devil, because he know he ain't nothing. In Jesus' name. He knows he ain't nothing, and he ain't never going to have nothing but some chains and hellfire for eternity. And that's what he's trying to do, is to pull us into that. Right there. In the name of Jesus, take our authority over those thoughts that tell us what he is, not what I am. I am created in the image of God. 
I'm created in the image of God. I am created in his likeness. I have a spirit just like he has a spirit. And he wants to connect with that spirit. And that's what the enemy doesn't want. He wants me to stay in my head so that my spirit cannot engage with God. Because when my spirit engages with God, God has his way. And he does what he wants. And he can use me to do whatever he wants to do. But if I'm in my head, then I'm just yielded to the enemy. I just yielded myself to him. And I'm going to just, you know, shut down. I've done that a thousand times. Thousands of thousands. Amen. No, no more because we're learning. We are seeing who we are in Christ Jesus And greater is he on the inside of me than he that's in the world. That scripture takes on new meaning now. God is is on the inside of us. God is. The one who said light be and light ain't never quit being. Light is still being. The universe is still expanding. That was who knows how many years ago that was. The universe is still expanding because he said, and he gave me the same ability and the same authority. Ah! That takes revelation to get a hold of because I can't wrap my natural mind around that. There's no way to wrap my natural mind. The word says that the natural, the carnal mind is an enemy against God. So I got to get out of that thing. I got to get out of that, and I got to connect my spirit with the spirit of God so that he can even tell me who I am. Amen. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus, for what you did for us, that you came to earth and you walked in complete, total obedience and the fear of the Lord, and you brought me out of that curse. Hallelujah. It's awesome. It's awesome. Is it time? Five minutes. Thank you, Jesus. I done said everything. (laughs) Uh, Let's look at Proverbs 16 and 6. Proverbs 16 and 6. Let me find it. It says, By mercy and truth, iniquity is purged, and by the fear of the Lord, men depart from evil. By the fear of the Lord, men depart from evil. So whenever I allow God to develop that, I just I submit to the fear of the Lord and walking in the fear of the Lord and putting the fear of the Lord before me that I am going to obey period, I'm going to obey, then that, that in itself causes me to d- depart from evil, to turn from evil. Those things that I have problems with that I can't seem to overcome, that right there is going to help me overcome, right there. Whenever I, I, want, I, I just kind of want to be in my mind because it's more comfortable because I know that. And when I'm in the spirit, I don't have any control, and I don't know what's fixing to happen. I don't know what's going on because it's spirit. It's the mind of God, not the mind of Babs. 
So I, I'm, it's uncomfortable for me for a minute, but I think we can get a little used to that. I think we can get used to walking in the spirit, and we'll crave it way more than being in the mind over here. And if I walk in the fear of the Lord, he's going to help me stay connected to the spirit and not yield to my mind. Amen. Thank you, Jesus. You know, as we come as we come to know God, know who he is and what he is, what he can do, and we uh, we're not we're not f- fearful. We got to real uh, we got to realize what the consequences are of that, and the consequences of that are are death and hell, sin, and you think back before you come to know God of where you was at and what you was living through and living in. Man, that ought to turn you so fast. Turn you quicker than a top. Sure. And I need to say one more thing about this children. And this is what I believe. That we cannot be a friend of our children or our grandchildren. We can't be their friend. We're not supposed to be. Because they love the friendship more than the friend. It's all about them. It's not about the friend. Or they tell them the truth. Same with a child. So we thank you, God. Thank you for teaching us to walk in complete and total obedience to you. And when that takes place, God, then I stay connected. I get connected to your spirit, and I stay connected through obedience, God. Thank you for teaching us that. Thank you for teaching us the severity of getting ourselves in disobedience. And we give you praise for what you're going to do in this this service today, God. We thank you for it in Jesus' name. We hope you enjoyed this message from Freedom Ministries. For more information and to stay connected with us, find us on Facebook or the web at Freedom Ministries Crossing.